Finally, episode one of our long-awaited podcast. We've been trying to set this up for a while, but it's been busy with mm-hmm. the business and stuff. Um, before we go into anything, should we just do a quick intro? Because I don't think nobody knows who we are. So it'd be just a quick, what we do, what we are. Yeah, so the podcast is called Journey of a Small Business because we are doing a small business. Yeah. We're running our own business. We are the co-founders of Samara's Healthcare Recruitment. Yeah. Um, like you know so that's makes it clear isn't it Samara's healthcare recruitment so we're in healthcare recruitment business uh, recruitment for healthcare yeah so we are going to talk about recruitment we're going to talk about healthcare uh, we're going to talk about business in general yeah. and we're going to talk about a lot of other things as well as we go that's it like we're not like experts in business this is our journey mm-hmm. and what we're learning so far as a business so things might be right things might be wrong but it's what works for our business at the moment yeah. let's ask the people who are either watching this or listening to this you know put their information like feedback as well let us know because we want to learn as well right yeah. we want to learn a lot as well as we go because this is this is as we're trying to share our knowledge and experience and at the same time we are trying to uh, learn from this as well yeah we'll see how it goes um so i'm sophia and i'm harsha yeah um married couple unfortunately 10 years yeah 10 years married but business has only been set up for a couple of years but we're still right at the very beginning of it um been in the care industry my whole life so and been in recruitment for a few years as well so thought we'll mix it all together with your skills of IT and uh, my skills of healthcare recruitment uh, to try and set up a business so we started this business what in 2021 so that was through Covid Mm -hmm. literally we moved from England to Scotland through Covid as well we were supposed to move beforehand but Covid all hit and we moved up here and we thought, okay, what should we do for a job? So with all the savings that we had, we just put it into a business and we chose the healthcare business, the recruitment business. Any regrets with the choice at this current moment? I know we're still only in one and a half years. But. No, I wouldn't say I regrets, but there are things that I would have done differently if I knew things I know now. Yeah. Um, like when we first started, I would have first of all, I would have started this a lot before we actually did, right? Yeah. Because you know, um, to be honest, I I don't come from a business background, or I don't like even my family is not involved in any type of business. My my people in my family, they're all like professionals in their respective ways, like you know, in industry and in fields. Some of them are doctors, or bankers, teachers, or engineers, whatever and accountants but we don't come from a I don't come from a, a a business background at all right so I never wanted to do any business in my life really yeah. all my my parents mainly all they said was you know study get a good job so yeah. that's what I did I went to uni studied at Oxford Brooks University and then the, I studied IT like you said earlier and then and then I got a job in IT. I've done many other jobs as well, retail, etc., uh, in the food industry, uh, pubs and restaurants. And then finally, 
got into an IT job, which I studied at uni, and then I've done that for nearly 10 years, uh, worked in IT. And then, and then after we got married, when we got, we had kids, I wanted to spend more time with the kids. Like I didn't want to go to work from nine to five. I know kids go to school as well, but then, uh, but then after that, that when they come home as well, they've got their own like other activities and everything. So I don't, I want to be able to do the work whenever I want to work and then keep my free time uh, to spend, spend that with my kids or like, mm-hmm. you know, family and friends. So especially after having kids, I wanted more free time, but then at the same time, I wanted to, obviously we needed an income as well. Yeah. So that's when I actually first started to think about uh, starting a business. Yeah. And we weren't sure what we wanted to do, right? Not really. It just we kind of fell into it, really, didn't we? Like, um, obviously, I had our oldest when in twenty fifteen. I was like I said, working nine to five, going gym mm-hmm. is nice, comfortable life. But when I was on maternity, I could just didn't, I couldn't face going back to work. Um, like not being around the kids being there especially us feeding you know making sure they're okay in nursery nurse used to call quite a lot because you know get all the sickness bugs and stuff and a lot of companies don't just let you come out and look after your child so I started when like as you know I started off doing consultancy work first mm-hmm. about five years ago I just fell into that because I was in luckily I was in the care industry because I fell into care many years ago but people in the West Midlands all want to set up care homes because that's a new like thing at the moment, set up a care home, set up children's homes. And when they found out that I knew about care and set up care homes, they all wanted me to help set the up. So it kind of jobs fell in our lap. Now, my family, most of my family are from a business background. They do set up their own businesses. I've got cousins, friends, family. They all set up their own thing. But I think they all set you up once they just gave up with work because we've worked, living in the UK our whole lives, we've been working since the ages of 16, some some of us earlier than that. So you did get to a stage where you get fed up of working for somebody else and lining the pockets of somebody else that you want to think, you know what, if you're gonna put in this much effort, you might as well put into your own business. Like we work crazy hours and it doesn't matter if it's for free or less money or whatever, that money, we're lining our own pockets and that's the difference. Whereas when you're working for somebody else and you, you know, you're making them more money and you're working your backside off but you still get the same salary. You might work overtime and stuff, but there's no recognition for it. Mm. So you just, that was one of the things I wanted to set up the business, the kids, and the fact that I'd rather put money back into our own part. It's so nice to be able to like, like I said, if the kids need to come home for something, sort that out, if you know, we can go gym in the mornings, we can do the food shopping while they're at school, and then we can spend quality time with them. So you are right in that respect that we set up the business for the kids but we also want to another reason why you set up the business is in about 15 to 20 years time when they take over hopefully life won't be that hard for them it's so hard at this moment for people to get jobs or set up businesses so I'm hoping that we can set them up a base or a foundation of something so they've got something to carry on and not say like my mom and dad never had nothing for me like you know set up so hopefully we can make them proud and give them something yeah absolutely absolutely um 
But I want them to start from the from the bottom though. Yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna bring them here. Put them on the chair. There you go. Run the business. Well, I think the I got to start from making tea and coffee. I think the oldest, the oldest would do. Yeah. I don't know about the youngest at the well, moment. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. He's only three, so uh, we'll see how he goes. Yeah. So we we don't get to work from nine to five now. No, I don't even know what hours. Any time, whenever. It could be early mornings. It could be late at night. Like last night, I was working till two o'clock. Yeah. But then um, that's how it is. Sometimes we go to bed at ten. Sometimes two o'clock, but that's how it is. But the good thing is, we can uh, we can work whenever we want. Yeah. There's no time for me to. Oh, I got to call that a client right now because when I was working for the company, my IT company, you know, I have to be on the phone or I have to be on the computer, like you know, programming or whatever. I have to concentrate on that. And I'll, during COVID, especially, I was working from home. Yeah. And you had to go away as well because you was you were working as well for yeah. other companies, other people, right? So you had to go away. I was with the two kids, uh, taking them school and back. And it was yeah. it was difficult because because I had to be on the computer. I can't like you know there are other people who rely on me, other companies, other clients. You know they I have to do certain things at the same time. Yeah. So now I do the things. Uh, around my other like other things the personal stuff like I can take my kids to school I bring them back take them to other uh, activities and everything whenever I want and then I do the work I do uh, run a business when I'm not doing all those things I see like like we've set up like we need to make sure our mental health is good so we set up to a gym the good thing is the gym has a business hub as well so we sit there and do our work before we do a class or a session or Mm. stuff like that so we have tried to accommodate our business around our life but sometimes we might work six hours for the day sometimes we might work like 18 hours for the day it depends on what is going on mm-hmm. um and it is quite hard to have like you said it's a small business it's only two of us on occasions we have our third worker that just does some mm-hmm. extra hours for us just to help with the office work but mainly it's just us two because the more people get involved the more harder it is because we've got to make sure they've got money and that they've got a salary and income and at this moment I'd rather put that money back into the business to get more staff um, we put all our savings into this business you know when we moved to Scotland we could either you know invest in other properties or, something or get a business up and running we chose the business because we thought if we get the business up and running we make the money and then we can invest in properties and stuff like that or whatever we want to do in the future uh, at the moment, he's going. I'm um, don't regret doing th- it this way as well. It's been so hard. Um, you touched up on the fact that you wish you started it earlier. See, I never had the confidence to set up a business in England because yeah. I just found that there's too much competition. Is not going to happen. And I thought Scotland is up and coming in certain areas that we live in. It's up and coming. We'll be the first ones there. Then in 20 years' time, you know, we will be one of the bigger suppliers. But it doesn't work like that. I've actually got more work in England than in Scotland and that's where I thought the biggest competition was mm. so it's crazy how we tend to have got, like we're getting our work down the right down the bottom of the UK mm-hmm. and um, like I did not expect that because we used to live down there mm. so if I knew that back then it would have been a lot easier for us to set up um, but but you don't regret uh, moving to Scotland, oh no I'd rather right? travel 15 hours by mm. like you've seen here everybody's asking me like why don't you move back down here I'm like no I'd rather drive 15 hours a day uh, 15 hours down to wherever we need to than to move back down to England I, I don't like England at all apart from my parents being there I don't like it um, weather's nice on occasions but mm-hmm. no I'm happy whenever I see the Scotland sign 
and the motorway it feels like home so yeah. um, I have no plans to move mm. um, anywhere else so we are going to still try to break into Scotland because Scotland put us on hold they put us on hold because of I understand why they put recruitment on hold for agencies here but we'll, we'll cover that in another video um, but yeah it, England is where it's at at the moment it looks like yeah, because um, well, we can break into Scotland right now if we really try. But we have a plan. We yes. have a we have a business plan. So let's just carry on in the area, build it up, yeah. and then you know, and move slowly. Well, it's the laws and licenses and all the registration is so different from country to country. Even though it's just a drive through, um, it's so different to the things that we need to get so because um, I've got more like knowledge and qualifications in England and I know how the laws work because I've done like my HR degree down there I've worked in care and healthcare my whole life down there it's just easier to understand like the onboarding systems and all the stuff that we need to know whereas Scotland we're still learning it because in England it's like CQC whereas in Scotland it's care spectrum and even like recruitment consultants and offices need to be registered care inspector to do agency work which is really weird mm. whereas in England you don't need to do that so it's a lot of learning to do up here still and I'm not in no hurry to do it because we're getting work down in England and you know we're getting the staff as well down there because yeah, yeah. there's no no, uh, no issue with getting staff anywhere in the UK anywhere there's lots of people oh, who are willing to work I just think that's at the moment because remember mm. before there's like you know British staff are very 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 hard to get yeah, people that are settled here I don't blame them because do you want to hear my opinion on that it's up to you but, yeah. saying, but, no, but since there's been like people getting like you know visas and stuff like that we've been getting people come through yeah. but prior to that we weren't getting it so the business wouldn't have set up yeah but well, you know because we're in the healthcare industry I'll tell you in relations to uh, uh, healthcare industry in healthcare well, support workers and uh, healthcare assistants right the companies do not pay uh, a good wage but no. I don't agree they, they, most companies pay the minimum wage or maybe a little few pennies more than that yeah. right that's just disgusting I think okay I don't believe that I I think because it's like they're, they're looking after other people right they're, they're caring for other people they, they, uh, some people actually depend their, their lives depend on this these people's work yeah. right and I'm not I'm not saying like they have to get paid as much as doctors or nurses do okay maybe less but you know not minimum wage you can make more than a minimum wage by working in a um, in a retail shop yeah this right? is the thing like when I worked for a certain company what well, when was it 2012 20, 2011 2012 as a manager they offered me 28,000 pound back then and if it was a brand new care home and if I filled it up halfway then they'll put my wage up to 30,000 and then if I fill it to full capacity within the time they'll put it up to 32,000 that was like 11 years ago mm -hmm. that same company now pays their managers £28,000 that's it uh -huh. and that only went up now so back then it was £4,000 more 11 years ago if I hit the capacity and I only had one big care home here some people have got like 14 homes or whatever it depends on what areas so look at that they've actually put the rate down as opposed to up yeah that's what I'm saying the, the pay rate hasn't gone up compared to uh, the inflation, inflation rate yeah. that's the issue um, so because of that, I don't blame the British people 
for not wanting to work for minimum wage, right? Yeah. And looking after other people, caring for others for minimum wage, they'd rather just stay home, claim benefits. Right, uh, your probably, opinion, yeah. what, uh? <laughs> that's your opinion, you can't say that. <laughs> well, it's, well, yeah, that's my opinion, yeah, yeah of course. Um, that's what I that's what I experience every day. Yeah. Like I, the, as a recruiter, I interview many people, right? Yeah. At least a few people a day, right? And who are the people who are working for us? Mostly international people, yeah. either students or their spouses. People who come to this country because they they don't care if it's the minimum wage or not. They want to make some money for a living, right? Yeah. And these British people, and also those those the people who come from other countries, most of them can't claim benefits anyway yeah. um, they're all citizens or from the EU um, so the British people they don't need to work for minimum wage they'll rather get the uh, the free money from the government at the, at the taxpayers uh, expense and stay at home or do other cash in hand work or whatever but I, don't, I can't blame them either for not wanting to work for less money Right, so most of our workers who work with us at the moment are either from like Africa or Asia or Europe. Some of them yeah. um, just. Um, but they only started to work for us and for other companies since there was like a new like immigration. Yeah. Like for them to get benefits for being here in the UK from last year. Prior to that, they were not interested in the care industry. Yeah. We'll talk about it. That's going to be another yeah. totally separate episode. So, this whole healthcare worker visa and all those things. Like, yeah, we'll yeah. talk about it uh, so, in a separate episode. Either way, the main question was asked: Do you regret setting up the business at the moment? Absolutely not. No, no, no I don't regret. I'm enjoying it. There's there are lots of um, the hurdles every day oh on God, a daily yes. basis, but yeah, I'm enjoying. Um, they're trying to find solutions for them um, I every don't, day. I don't regret it, but I realised that. Like, we wanted to set up a family-run business, have care and compassion and all that, and that's what we was going for. But we realised the people out there that are we're trying to work in partnerships with or anything, it's not about that. They don't care about the family field. It's all about... It's a numbers game, it's a money game, bums on seats mm-hmm. kind of thing, which is a shame because we're trying to try and try to have that family fuel but we can't get that because people's mindsets are completely changed to how it was 15 20 years ago when it was about have being a family feel thing um sometimes i think like should i went back into healthcare because i come out of it because i went into hr um because i got sick to death of all the dramas of healthcare and stuff and i keep finding myself coming back to it because you know what healthcare is always going to be needed in the uk it's something that's not going to go away i think that's one of the reasons why we set it up because we had a lot of knowledge in it but like um, I don't regret the business I just it's a shame of how people don't care no more yeah it's everything is commercialised now yeah, isn't it's it yeah just so not nice everybody not everybody but most people just either run the businesses or work for businesses just for money or, yeah. or maybe other reasons for like get the, a visa or yeah, get a work cares. visa or a visa extended or whatever. There is a little group of people that do and you mm-hmm. can tell which ones they are. They work yeah. the backsides are for mm-hmm. that company or mm. for themselves and that's what we're trying to do. Like, um, But when we do achieve some good results or we do speak to a friendly face, that makes it worth it then. Yeah. Um, but it has been hard. Yeah. 
It is. It is a lot of work. Yeah, it's like because it's because we're in temporary recruitment. Like we're not like at the moment we're in temporary yeah. recruitment. So it's an ongoing thing. Every day there's a there's a struggle and hustle. So every day we need to keep going. Every, See, on a daily and people basis. just think, oh, recruitment agents. All you do is get a person, put them into shift, to do the shift, you get paid, mm. go home, you make millions. No, it's yeah. not like that. There's so much more. Yeah. You know, before we go into recruitment, that's what I actually no, 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 I didn't think making a million. No, no, that's what I want to say. <laughs> but I thought, okay, recruitment. Recruitment is okay. Look, get the CVs, uh, put the job adverts out. You know, get the CVs, applications. Um, go through the recruitment process, interview them and you know like vet the applications and put them forward to the the clients i never no- realized that there's another side you know like getting the new clients that's a whole <laughs> you just over there. Side. yeah that's just that's the sales i thought it was the sales but this is it is also in, included in the recruitment These as well sales negotiation yeah. trust and that's one thing because i've never been a good salesperson in my life I've, I've never been that extrovert like yeah sometimes when I go out with my friends and I'm out, outgoing and bubbly and all that but when it comes to like sales I've never been so good right mm-hmm. but I'm challenging myself and I'm trying to like improve that skill like mm-hmm. I, I am getting somewhere I'm, I'm getting some new new uh, clients right but it but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pushing myself forcing myself to do better that is not only just about that it's about the finance side the you know uh, all the apps that we need to get um, the staffing that we need to get not just externally to do the shifts but internally to help mm-hmm. run the business like you know um, make sure the shifts are going out how are we going to make sure that they are getting covered because with the recruitment it's the first come first served mm-hmm. like you know whoever gets the shifts covered so our aim is to become a preferred supplier for most of these, but to get, become a preferred supplier, back in the day, the rates used to be very good, but now it's not It's not easy to get good rates because there's so many recruitment companies out there that are setting up working for literally minimum wage or exploitation and stuff, which we'll cover in another one because there's a lot of modern-day slavery going on yep. in the health and care industry, which is just um, unacceptable, but, you know, we're trying to run it. I'm trying to run this as a business a British business company this is the difference I don't want to be like a backstreet dodgy company um, I just want to have a legit business and I'd rather take years on end to build it nicely than to have it dodgy and get shut down or something that's the difference with the business like I don't want to get shut down for any reason so um, as you know even though I was in HR, I used to do HR and compliance, so compliance is a big thing for us. But there's just so much work to do constantly, like the policies, the procedures, the finances, make sure staff get paid, close them down, make sure the clients are happy, deal with complaints. Just loads, loads of stuff that you have to sort out. And there is always com- complaints as well, because, like, you know, um, there's complaints that the staff haven't showed up or then they don't know, uh, they haven't got the right experience and stuff or they haven't got the right training and now we're going to train them on like hoist training which is something they have to do face to face but our clients are and our customers our clients and our like staffing is like down the bottom of the UK so we have to decide on how we're going to do things to make sure one we get the um, contracts but two our staff are the right staffing for the home as well mm-hmm. so lots lots to do but I don't regret it like every day we're learning like this time last year we was in a like you know or this time two years ago we didn't even know what VAT was <laughs> we didn't even know like we had to do a lot of research and understanding how what VAT was and how to set up on the company house things and this is what we can go through as well in the next few episodes like you know yeah. about VAT and podcast um, yeah yeah because um, 
We didn't know anything. Well, like two years ago, we didn't know anything about business, right? No. I didn't anyway. I knew, I knew a little a bit. bit, yeah. But I knew a bit. Not how to run a business, like how to. I didn't even know. Before 2021, I, I wasn't even sure how to register a business because I'm, that's not something that I, I looked into. See, I knew how to do stuff. I, did, mm-hmm. I knew how to um, set, run a business, uh, set up a business stuff because I set up council people, I knew about policies, procedures, all that stuff. But it's kind of scary when it's your own business and it's your own money. Like, do you know when you're working for someone, like I did consultancy work, I got a set right every month. So it doesn't matter how many hours I worked, I still got that money. And if it takes a bit longer, it takes a bit longer to set up. But with us, when it's your own business and it's your own money, the money goes down, so you have to quickly set up the business. Like, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it's, I did know some stuff, but it's not easy. Sometimes you get a lot of hurdles in the way. And, you know, we're still dealing with them challenges. I don't think they're ever going to go away. Yeah, of course. No, 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 no. It's never going to go away. That's the whole point, isn't it? I enjoy those challenges anyway. There's always something to um, to tackle. But uh, we are doing it. We, we've, yeah. we've come a long way since 2021, since we started. I think we are doing okay. Yeah. We, we have uh, achieved our goals. But we, we don't know. Achieving. We've done year one already. Yeah. Um, we've also set up training, so mm-hmm. e learning training systems. We also got your social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we've got a podcasting studio as well. Yeah. So we have moved a lot further. Yes, we did have an English YouTube channel as well, which we shut down because I just couldn't. Be, like mental health is very important and I couldn't deal with the what way the channel was going mm. so I want to stay steer away from the way it's going because other people that think the YouTubers were impacting or influencing how that channel was going which I didn't like so I want to keep it purely to business now British businesses and how we're going to set up and how we're going to move forward um, so we have come quite far but there's still so much more that we've got on our like five year plan that we need to achieve and this is hopefully what this podcast is going to help like you know take us on our journey and people might be able to give us input on you know what ways we can potentially go as well yeah so that's the plan we do have a obviously we do have a plan for the business but we don't have a solid plan for the the podcast yet we do have some ideas no we do we, we do have a lot of difference of opinions in that and we know we'll get to a stage where we'll potentially be on the same page with it mm-hmm. um but yeah we'll see how it goes in it but you know we just want to you know just do it uh, just go with the flow really yeah sure sure okay so i think uh you know we just have a little chat about what we're gonna do yeah. do you want to wrap it up for yeah, the for first sure. episode okay yeah we'll come back on the next episode and yeah catch you in the second one okay Bye-bye. see you later